Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wild Pickups. Hey, it's me, Todd Novak. Glad you are with us. We're excited to be doing this as per usual because we love this little thing we call the Guitar Knobs. If you are joining us for the very first time, uh, congratulations, you found us. Uh, and if you're not, welcome back. And I might want to mention right now, we've got somebody very special on the line. And that's me, Brad Maycumber from uh, Nerd Knuckle Effects. Yes. That is correct. You win. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, <laughs> well, I thought Sweet. there was going to be somebody else. <laughs> A major award. Yeah. I mean, I, I could go get somebody else. If like. uh, so Brad makes some mighty fine pedals, and we're going to get all into his business on this show. If you are not driving, you might want to head over to nerdknuckleeffects.com and check out what we're talking about. Uh, if you are familiar, then boy, is this show for you. And if you are driving, just sing along. All right, duders. Uh, we've got a couple things. we gotta, we got to take care of real quick. Like We're not going to get heavy on it, but I just want to do a big... Uh, Thank you to Reverb for uh, sponsoring our show. Thank you. And Thanks, Reverb. Yeah, we want to make sure that you guys uh, take some time and head on over to Reverb next time you are looking for your pedal or guitar that is tickling your toenails. Or an amp. Or an amp. Any other yeah. accessories. I'm still or I'm, I'm still a scared to buy an amp online a little uh, bit just because of shipping it scares them, me well just have them take the tubes out of the sockets yeah. yeah well and actually they're they're good about really helping you figure out how to get things okay. and actually how to ship them yep. very helpful in doing that so mm. um make sure you swing over to reverb.com a buyer or seller it's a great experience it is good customer service yep so uh thank you to them and we also want to give a massive shout out to Rode Microphones for sponsoring our show. Thanks, Rode. Thank you. Uh, I also want to mention that we have, as we're in our new place, we, we, <laughs> I literally have all new everything. Not, not like a truck drove up and showered us with all new stuff or anything. It's like, you know, we're, we're scraping to get this thing to make it happen. Right. Um, but we've got almost everything in here is either new or just new to us uh, from a from an equipment standpoint. And so we're trying to sort out a couple things. So please continue to be patient. Um, there are, you know, just some a uh, few little audio anomalies that are happening that we're trying to sort out. But I can guarantee it is not the microphones because they are mighty fine. Our building is like from the 1800s. Yeah, it's pretty old. But uh, anyhow, so thank everyone for helping us out. Uh, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. What did What is going on in our guitar worlds this week? Jared is raising his hand fervently. Yes, um, I'm very excited because a new project has shown itself, and... So I'm kind of shopping around for a neck, a Stratocaster neck. 
Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, you know, I, <laughs> I like Stratocasters. I like all guitars. Can always put the neck on a jazz put a telly. Master. Just just put a telly, <laughs> put a telly neck, neck on, on, the, on the Strat. The well, that's you'll still see the body, it. and you won't like it. Yeah, it's true. Um, but <laughs> I've got an American-made replacement Stratocaster body. It's it's a real deep dark blue, and I am now making lipstick pickups, and I want to uh, put a set of uh, Strat lipstick-ish uh, pickups um, just just to have it and play it around and then and uh, kind of uh, zero things in and then have it demoed. So uh, I'm looking for a new neck. So I found this great-looking new neck on, uh, on the internets, and I really like the way it looks, but I know it's just one of those probably made overseas, but you know, not carefully made. Guaranteed made overseas. Yeah, but it just looks so stinking good. I'm I'm wondering if I can get this neck and then just kind of have it worked over uh, to be better, or if you just can't, you know, put lipstick on a pig, I'm not sure. But, uh, I yeah, I want to go crazy. I want a, a Stratocaster neck, and in, it doesn't, this particular neck, let me describe it. It's a big headstock, like the big giant CBS headstock, flame maple. It's got a nice dark rosewood fingerboard, and it's got square inlays, uh, mother of pearl, and also binding. So it's a really fantastic overdone flashy neck, which I like the flashy overdone stuff because I don't know why. I just... I just love mm-hmm. it. So, you know, can I get this neck and have it worked over, or do I just pass and look for a more simple, guaranteed-to-be-better neck? I don't know. So I'm just going to kind of let that... Well, I can put you in touch with some people that, that can, can build that neck. I think I'm going to go that route. I okay. think I'm... Yeah, I think I'm just going to be patient and maybe spend a few more bucks to get something a little... I think yeah. I, think I guarantee. would. I think I would. I mean, it's going on a, an American-made fender... or. A, Fender body, so I, I think I want to just kind of stay the course of having an, an upper quality guitar. Yeah. So might as well. You know. So uh, it's only money, right? You know, these little things excite me because it's <laughs> you know because you're like, oh man, I get to get the neck, and then I get to choose the you know the 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 tremolo system, and do I you know do I want to get rollers or whatever for the nut and tuners? What am I going to do there? Etc. So that's uh, welcome to the world of Jared. That's brain. right, man. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, how can I get the coolest? What fanciest? color are you gonna paint it? It's staying the color. It's it's already a deep dark blue color. Mm-hmm. So I Ooh, do want the, the white black pickguard, the mother of pearl pickguard to match the mother of pearl inlays in the rosewood. Board. Oh, all right. Yep, and then you know the lipstick pickups that they're they're all chrome. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll look awesome, and probably chrome dome knobs. Mm. Wow! Yep, wowzers, shiny chrome hardware. Yes. So excited about it. That's cool. Yeah, it's always fun. Good to have for a project you. In the yeah. works. That's great. Thank you, Antoine. Well, in addition to really scrambling to get caught up a little bit um, or a lot. Um, must be nice. Yeah, I wish. I, I just could use a, a little bit of breathe time, but anybody listening out there that has an order pending, it's coming! 
coming. It's coming. Stop sending emails, for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, the emails will make it faster, right? Yeah, well, yeah you would think that based on what comes through. But right. uh, So uh, one of the things we do at, at the shop is um, we, uh, we, we program in a, a Pandora station, a uh, different, different one every day. Or sometimes we do some repeats, too. So one that's been on the repeat list has been uh, the Guided by Voices channel. And I've listened to Guided by Voices for a long, long time. For those who don't know who Guided by Voices are or were, were or are, um, a band out of Dayton, Ohio, just about an hour away from us, uh, started in the early 80s. On and off for the last however many years. I think um, I had like 138 albums or something like that. Yeah. Well, well, Robert Pollard, who is the 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 brains and the Founding writer, father. Uh, he uh, he he must write like 300 songs a week, and records all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so in addition to listening to it at the shop, I uh, I found they have a box set that is a. Uh, a re-release of some of the old albums and there's a best ofs and it's 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 like this monumental task that I've been slowly working through and there's a, actually a really cool uh, uh, documentary that someone did for the band and uh, it's just it's just a, I, I, I'm just amazed I mean I think every CD has 80 songs on it it's just amazing there you know there's a lot of short ones and and surprisingly most of them are good um at least listenable <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um so that's what i've been doing I've, I've just as as time permits i will sit down and if i'm doing emails or whatever throw the next 80 guided by voices songs that, that pop up on 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 the disc so uh so uh robert pollard if you're out there listening i salute you brother keep on writing well, there you go. Salutations and salutes. <laughs> hey, Brad. Yeah. What's going on in your music world this week? Well, I got a, I got a couple of, well, I got a bunch of stuff going on, but the two things that are sticking out to me real big are um, my new music project that I just uh, started recently with a couple of old, old friends, just recorded some demos, and I think we're shooting that out to some vocalists now to see what we can do there which I'm really excited. We got one guy in mind that we're super pumped about, but haven't heard too much back from him yet. And then the other thing I've got going on is this beautiful pine telly body that I'm currently pickling uh, to get like that old gray sort of wood finish on. And oh. it's coming out nasty. It looks great. How are you going about the pickling? So uh, you can, you can buy all sorts of weird chemicals on the internet. Um, <laughs> yes, and, you can. Yeah. Some of them are illegal. <laughs> right. Well, only when you're using certain browsers. Sure. But, yeah. So, uh, this, uh, initially I tried a solution of vinegar and rusty nails that you just let sit for a while. And that, that sort of worked. And I tried a bunch of homebrew stuff that sort of worked, but then I found this company that I, I believe is called eroding winds that sells this powder, which is essentially just iron oxide powder that you dissolve in water and just brush all over the wood and it oxidizes the wood and you get, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm from Boston, the Northeast area. So I'm trying to get that like Cape Cod kind of house look sure. for this Telecaster. Oh, yeah. And I've never played a pine guitar before. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to hear how that sounds and see they, what it feels they like. They sound great. 
Yeah. It's a it's a surprisingly good tone wood. I mean, it's and it's super it'll be super light. Isn't too. the problem that it's very knotty? Well, actually, that this is a extremely naughty piece of. Oh, jeez! I you just know, caught up with that. Honestly, <laughs> I've never heard a tone report like that before. I'm, I had no idea what a pine tell yeah, or guitar sounds sound like. They Seriously, sound, well, I've, you have to come over to the shop. Are you serious, Jared? I couldn't be any more serious right now. <laughs> Dag on it. Serious so is a heart attack. Yeah. Let you, me run this by you. Have you ever tried a telly with a pine body and a brass nut tuned to C standard? <laughs> I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I'm not quite. Uh, D sharp, yeah. I, I've yeah, only yeah. done D sharp. <laughs> Very wow. specific. Yeah, it's it's uh, for this project that's coming up. I kind of want to do some songs and lower tunings. And the guitarist is a diehard Strat guy, and he's one of the few people I know that makes it work real well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to put this in his hands and be like, hey. Let's play some songs in C and see what yeah. happens. So you're so you're tuning to C. What what what, what string uh, gauges are you using? Uh, I believe it's you know I, it's not like a cool custom gauge or anything. There's these uh, Diodario sets that are optimized for C tuning, and I think they go to sixty five. Oh, is the low wow. string? Oh dear. Okay. Yeah, that'll that well, that's cool. I was in a band and we played in the the C for a couple of really heavy songs. Yeah, that's yeah. most of the bands I've been in have been in C and drop A, and there was one where we did a song with drop F, which was fun. <laughs> you just everybody have bases on, you know? Yeah, yeah. as well. A spinal tap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's cool. Right on. Uh, you, are you going to uh, give it any kind of a, like a finish, like a coat of any kind? So according to the this this packaging for the pickling product that it doesn't need it actually seals the wood but in order to protect it because it's pine so you know it's pretty soft uh, I'm just gonna do like a true oil finish I've done okay. a bunch oh, yeah. of true oil and I've never done a body with it so we'll see how that works but I love it on necks yeah I think it'll it'll work is just that fine anything on like tongue oil no it's true oil it's it's well, primarily I know, I... was used for the in the in gun in, in the gun industry so it's real okay. easy to apply oh, okay. and you kind of just rub it on yeah buff it a little bit keep applying till you get the thickness okay yeah, i yeah. guess i guess in some ways it is kind of like I mean, or, oil. or linseed oil i mean yeah it's an oil know. finish that you know you just keep building up slowly, okay slowly a little bit at a time interesting cool oh, man that's cool very cool uh did you mention what kind of pickups and stuff you're gonna put in that that i'm not entirely sure of yet i that's, think you should get some brandon wound pickups huh Wow. <laughs> yeah. well, and I know a guy to. that makes pick guards. <laughs> oh, right on. Actually, that's that's another thing that I was thinking about doing, but I'll have to chat with you guys about that later. Yeah, yeah sure. Sounds like it. Um, so let's see. <clears throat> You're just not going to do it, are you? You're just not going to ask me. You're just leaving me hanging out in the wind. I'm sorry, what's going on in your week? Oh, I was totally you, like... You don't even want to know. Okay, You don't enough. even care. Puppy. Okay, so let's go on to the next segment. <laughs> um, I have just been playing my Sheraton 2 quite a bit. Uh, we went to a show, and uh, one, you know, we're at Jared's table, and... and uh, uh, 
people were asking, you know, oh, what do you sound good in and blah, blah, blah. And, and he, we put him in uh, my shirt and two. And that hasn't gotten so much love as of late because I've been uh, writing a lot on a couple of other guitars. And so I just felt, you know, I, I have them hanging in, in my music room. And uh, I mean, my music room, it's it's an office. <laughs> it's quite nice. It's, it's a, better than what I have. Well, no, I just put slat board up so I don't so I can hang them. Um, it looks. But great. the thing is, is that I get to see them all the time, and like every time I walk in there, like I get excited about those guitars. Yeah. Every single time. So it's it's kind of nice. Anyways, that one was just kind of like, hey buddy, come on, don't leave me hanging here. Play me. So yeah, I've been I, I I've been playing him a lot. Yeah. He's a him, I think, not a her. Great sounding guitar. Indeed, indeed. Nice playing, too. Yeah. It, it looks you, you great. 59 it's, clones in, yeah. in that one. Uh, yeah. All rewired. Great playing guitar. Sounds too. awesome. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Um, and... One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. All right, dude. My favorite segment, four on the floor. Brad, pedal maker. Tell us what your four non-Brad pedal maker <laughs> nerd knuckle pedals are. So this uh, this took me a bit, and I was trying to figure out, you know, because at, at some point when you start building pedals, you you sometimes stop buying pedals because you you can build a lot of them, um, especially with so many kits available now. But mm-hmm. the the pedals that I have never sold that I always keep, uh, the first one got to be a rat, no matter what. It doesn't matter which version of it it is. I have to have a rat all nice. the time. Nice. You and me both, buddy. Dude, do you have a specific one that you love? I have a Keely modded uh, reissue. It's the Slant Box. Um, so it has, it, it's, it's got just a switch where it's like, uh, uh, I'm going to sound like an idiot because I don't know the exact specs on the switch, but uh, it, one, it's just a switch that dials in a, like more hair or less hair kind of thing. Yeah. Right on. No, I mean, that's, that's the cool part about the circuit is it's so simple that any little change can yeah. have a pretty dramatic effect on the tone and there's not too many bad tones coming out of it. No, so. I, I, I love that pedal. My only, my only issue with that pedal is it is so pedal board unfriendly. It is painful. Mm. Because, just like the the ergonomics of it sort of well no because it's got so it's got that uh the big nut on the on the base yep and it if it, so you can take the feet off but then you have to screw the uh you have to screw the um screws back in because the feet are essentially holding the thing together right. Yeah. right and then that big nut that's holding the battery case on is hanging down but if you take that off you still have the door it's it's cuckoo <laughs> But anyways, uh, I don't know if that's the the case with the, with the, um, the, the large flat, uh, flat box. That's the one I had for years. was the big box reissue, the like vintage rat reissue. Yeah. And that was, that was the one that just, you know, caught me. And then every rat you play through, there's, there's little differences, but at the same time, it's still just like, yeah, that's, that's a rat. Yeah. Sounds great. It's it's rock and roll, man. Absolutely. All right. What else do you got? So the second one that I oh, have. Wait, wait, sorry, sorry. Was it? Did you say you have a reissue, or you have an original old big box? The the one that I had for years, or I still have actually, is the the big box reissue. Okay. But um, over the years, I've I've worked on 
uh, I think just about every variation I can think of. And there's so many weird little, like, like there's one version that my buddy has that's in the small box, but it's got four clipping diodes, which I've never seen before. Mm. And it's, it sounds just as good as the rest of them. So that's rad. That's rad. That's so rad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else you got? Uh, the next one is a Ibanez bimode chorus from like the 10 series. Oh yeah. And it's, it's basically two chorus engines, uh, both with a rate and a depth control. One of them goes a little bit faster. The other one goes a little bit deeper. And I just love setting one to like real fast, but real shallow. And the other side of it to just, uh, real slow, but real deep. And so they can have it on all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just this little bit of movement, but it, oh, that's what I crushes. do too. It's yeah. Um, uh, and then do that 10 series. I swear so it, it makes it on, it makes it on almost every single list yes. we have mm-hmm. really for, for people listening it, it, when other pedal builders are claiming this, the 10, the Ibanez 10 series, that should tell you something. <laughs> I mean, it would be cases, worth a search on reverb or it, something. Hey, it would. <laughs> I forget. So there's the 10 series and then there's the, uh, it's either it might be called the master series or something, but those were all the ones with the L at the end of their, uh, at the end of their like call numbers. And mm. they look very similar, but they're a different version of a lot of them. So I don't know, but the whole, all the pedals, all the Ibanez pedals that look like that, just, they kind of crush. Yeah. And they're harder and harder to, uh, find and the prices are definitely going upwards yep there's but there's not ridiculous no they're not terrible i mean and they are technically vintage pedals at this point so oh, yeah. you know there's one that i would avoid it's called the la metal just don't bother it's you terrible know, i like to i like to stack an la metal with <laughs> with a metal zone <laughs> oh it just just <laughs> melt <laughs> faces <laughs> everywhere <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> You don't even know what you're playing after yeah. that. <laughs> no, it's just white noise and hiss. It's beautiful. So uh, number three. Number three, DOD Bifet. Uh, okay. It's a great one too, yeah. Simple, you know, you pick up sound too thin, cool. Just add a little bit of beef. You pick up sound too dark, cool. Like it's, and plus you just dime everything and it's this massive bass overload that sounds amazing. But it's a really useful pedal. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Is that, uh, wait, let's see when they just released it. Are you, so you have so, a re-release? No, I've got one of the, uh, OG ones. Okay. But you know, that was back. I mean, you still sort of can, but DOD pedals, the original ones, you can still get them for nothing. Yeah. And there, there's a lot of good pedals in there. I was just done them and sold one for nothing, but that's just because I was like, I, I don't want to deal with this, uh, power cord. Yeah. You know, the eighth inch, the yeah. little eighth inch jack. I oh, had no, a DOD. No, 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 this is the this is the big the big mama son jack. Oh, the one that's actually a quarter inch jack. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was a great idea when they were like, hey, let's make the power and the signal the same exact connector. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to cause any problems. Yeah, no, no uh, one will be confused. No. And uh, then, yeah, then final last... the final guy. Uh, this is a new addition to my collection, and I'm just super in love with it. The uh, the Earthquaker Avalanche Run. Oh yeah, I got I think probably some of the one of the last ones before they just uh, moved up to I think it's called Flex Switch. The new the new version has some switching. I I haven't touched it yet, but it's just such a solid delay, and I've never really been a delay guy. And it's I don't know. 
I'm still learning it because there's so many different modes and different features. And if you hold down the pedal while, you know, the switches while you power it on, right. it does different things. But it's just, I love it. Absolutely love it. The delay wars are real. Oh, yeah. Man. Do you, yeah. Are you guys, what's your favorites right now? Uh, favorite delays? Yeah. Um, go ahead, Jared. I got a Red House. And Ooh. it's a uh, Red House Effects. And uh, it's Mike Trombley out of Dayton. Yeah, he's one of the guys on the show. Occasionally. Yeah, I forgot exactly what the pedal's called, but it's <laughs> it's got a like, desert he's sun. Love that. <laughs> it's I'm the sorry. Sonora. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a desert. It's a desert on the. It's thing. not the Sonora. It's it isn't the Sonora. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, yeah. That as far as delay, that's. I mean, he. Whatever he does is great. I mean, he puts a lot of. Th- a thought and what he does and and he's a cool dude i know him it's but, uh, it's and it's not that pedal either because that's the tremolo yes i, I but anyways i don't have I, a delay from, yeah i don't you know what i don't have a delay from mike no i don't think i have a delay period so no. my the one that i still stand by actually you borrowed it for a while was that carl martin red repeat yep and that one i mean it's not i wouldn't call it a true delay i guess it's more of a uh I don't know. It does really good slapback, which yeah. is which is I think the the sound I like best out of it. Yeah, but I you know what I've uh, had a couple of different delays in and out of my hands. I don't normally play with a delay because the type of music that I'm playing just really doesn't require it at all, and I don't even run a reverb pedal. I've got I've got a little bit of reverb um, going on my actual amp. Um, but uh, I, I just find that wherever I'm playing is going to pretty much give me a lot of that. And, uh, you know, but uh, I, I like delays. I, I've tried to run, um, I, I was running that slapback style uh, when I was doing uh, some of the other, some of the different music where I was like, I actually need slapback right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I I love messing around with them, um, but I I have not found one that I'm like this is my delay pedal. Yeah, so I'm still looking out there. I'm still looking for it. I'll I'll find one someday. Me too. Recommend right us on. one on the socials, everybody. I, oh, I was just gonna. He just did. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does everybody else think? Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Thanks, Jared, for that good point. Go to the uh, Facebook group and tell us what uh, delay pedal you're using. Yeah. We'd like to know. Genuinely, we would, because yeah. we're always on the lookout for good stuff. <sighs> oh man, I like your style, man. That's good. Right that's some good pedals and and stuff there. Um, we'll get that out to the blogosphere and get that list going with links to those for everyone else. And uh, gentlemen, do you have any other things that you want to add to this before we get into the meat of the show? No. Great. All right, Brad, you are here today because, um, actually because you were a recommend from Florian Schneider of Millimetric Instruments. Fine guitar builder. Yes. Oh my God. He recommended oh. you a couple times and uh, uh, he had great things to say about your work. And so we have been in discussions talking about stuff. Then you were kind enough to send us a box of pedals. This box of pedals showed up and completely, I have to replace a lot of the glass in my house. I'm just going to say that. 
these were really incredible pedals. Uh, for anybody who is not completely familiar with Nerd Knuckle effects, you, you may have seen his pedals on on Instagram. They're etched, uh, and they typically have uh, sort of like a, I guess, how would you call that? It's not. I don't want to say old timey. It's not old timey. It's um arch- archival uh, il- illustration. Yeah. No. That's uh. It's. I mean, the the main thing I look for is uh, f- completely uh, royalty free because <laughs> a, lot of, uh, yes. yeah. a lot of those are, you know, old images from the 15th and 16th century. And yeah. uh, most of those are they're easy to etch because originally they were probably done in etchings or in woodblock okay, cuts or exactly, something. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, they're really... Um, I was just, <laughs> I was really kind of speechless. I'm not going to lie. I I plugged in and I I'm, I didn't even know what to R- say after rumor that. Rumor has it that you you're a big fan of Gain. <laughs> yes. I like Gain. Yeah, he likes Gain even more for sure. <laughs> it's good. Uh, he, so he sent these to us, and all of the all of the knobs were uh, set at at noon. Which I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. I appreciate that. Like they were already all set up. Like here's everything at noon. Um, it's lunchtime. <laughs> golly, uh, that and and I was careful because I was like, hey, I I I think these are going to be loaded. And I had my amp set at about one and a half, which in my living room is fine. It's a 50, it's a fourteen watt amp, uh, a dual twelve greenback. Uh, Dave Harris, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't turn the amp down. <laughs> it didn't get, it wouldn't go any lower. <laughs> so, anyways, I was really excited, and I hooted and I hollered, and uh, and everybody else went running, and it was great. Um, so, Brad, let's uh, let's talk about uh, first. Let's let's talk about your pedals that we have in front of us first, just to get everybody a little bit more familiar with it, and then we'll do we'll we'll go backwards this time, and then we'll kind of find out from whence you came. Sure. All right. Uh, let's see. You sent us. Well, no, the first one that I tried out was the Benefuzz. Yes. And I'm so, going to say that that is the first fuzz pedal that we've tried out that I really really liked. Really? Yes. Oh, man. Thank you so I much. I usually That's hate awesome. fuzz pedals. Okay, so. Yeah. So, well, you've done good. The, uh, well, the ironic thing is I didn't find it to be, like, if I was, like, if I listened to a blind lineup of fuzz pedals and you said, which one of these isn't a fuzz, I might actually say this one. That said, you're, I would be comparing it to, like, very, very, very obvious over the top fuzzes. What right. I loved about this pedal, absolutely loved, is that. And it's funny you said a rat because what did I, what, Tony? What did I say? Yeah, exactly. I said this sounds like I can hear like I've got three speakers in front of me, like my amp is being split three ways. Okay, I've got uh, my my actual pushed pushed front pushed amp signal coming through on on one amp, on one cabinet. On the next cabinet, I've got a rat that is um, very angry. And then on the third cabinet, I've got a really great fuzz. 
and I felt like I could pull these layers apart. And I was hearing the, I was, I felt like I was hearing them separated. And that's when I was like, when I played it at home, I was like, I literally, that's when like, wahoo, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was really exciting. Cause you know, everyone once in a while you, you hit a sound and, and, and it lights you up, you know, yeah. I just wanted to play. It was great. Yeah. No, that was a well, good one. We ran that through my, the, my AC 15 hand wired. Yeah. And it just it sounded incredibly good. Yeah. It, oh man. That I was, haven't I've never tried that through a Vox before, so I that that's really really good to hear. Yeah, it, it, I mean it loaded really nicely on the front end. Yep. Uh, it's one of the few pedals, you know, a lot of times we say oh, it kind of feels like this or it kind of sounds like this. I told Tony, I said this sounds like pure rock and roll. Like that's that's the only way I could describe it. It's like I felt like I was on stage. It was just all encompassing. It was great. I really, really like this pedal. Man, thank you guys so much. That's uh, that's I'm I'm blushing over here. I know you can't see me, but like, <laughs> I, well, I don't know if we'd be able to tell anyway because you, you do have you a have mighty a big, from big beard. beard. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's my that's my emotional shield. Yeah, I just throw that, but nobody can tell. Yeah, so. It's the funny part about that is that that pedal initially uh, came from sort of uh, a bit of a bummer uh, beginning because uh, I right after the Boston Marathon bombings, a uh, bunch of my friends uh, got together and put on a benefit concert and they were doing a raffle. And I built something called the Benefuzz for the benefit. Oh, yeah. And at the time I had been listening to just like. I, I don't know what was going on, but like Siamese Dream went on oh, every yeah. single day. One of my favorite all-time records ever of all time ever. Yeah. Every song, you can't beat it. It's no. just so good. But um, so I was, you know, just doing the normal looking at what people were using for that. And Billy Corgan was apparently using the IC Big Muff. And I initially breadboarded up a pure clone of that. And I, I liked it, but, you know. It, I wanted to do a little bit more with it and I started tweaking it and that ended up in this box with a treble booster and I I couldn't tell you who has it now but it got raffled off and then uh, a few people just got in touch with me about building more of them and the initial run I did was a Reservoir Dogs theme color so there was like Mr. Brown, Mr. Blue, Mr. Pink oh, and it was, it, <laughs> yeah and it, with the etching it's, it ends up being pretty cool because like you paint the box and then sort of sand off the additional paint and the etch actually gets refilled with paint so it they looked fantastic um, and I just kept on modifying the circuit that's actually the third version I believe and that one the, the biggest difference between that and the second version was that there's more output because one of my friends complained it wasn't loud enough so i was like all right game on i will make that way louder and uh that's i think probably the most that's the one that i always show people first because i always feel like it's that sort of memorable fuzz that i don't know you just like you said you just want to play power chords yeah it doesn't it you know because it didn't sound like I was expecting, you know, it says fuzz on it. So I was expecting to, to hear a traditional fuzz. And you can certainly get a traditional fuzz tone out of it. Like right. if, if you roll back, um, I'm going to grab it real quick. Up and level it down. 
rabbit. Yeah, if you uh, if you roll back the uh, the fuzz or yeah, just a little bit and and the contour and the tone, you get you can start to get in a big muff land. I think a little bit. Yep. Um, but where I had it set, it sounded like something totally new, and I was like, I don't have this sound, and that was exciting. Well, dude, thank you so much. Yeah. That's uh yeah, that's that's what I'm I mean, that's what I'm looking for. One of my one of my buddies who runs a studio out here, his favorite setting is dime or one of his favorite settings is dime the the fuzz, the contour and the tone and he calls it the white widow tone and it's just <laughs> it's so it I mean, it sounds like a bad HM2. Yeah. But you never know, it might work yeah. for that one part in that one song. Uh it definitely handled single coils and humbuckers very differently i will say that um which is cool i i actually like that about it um that tells me that there's a lot more dynamics going on than just like yeah just you know plug your guitar and you kind of sound like the pedal uh it didn't sound like the pit it sounded like my guitar kind of had a new voice which i anyways yeah i cannot say enough good things about the that benefuzz is stellar um So then uh, what else did you get? You gave us uh, next in the box. I think I pulled out the uh, no, uh, no. I pulled out. um, This is good. This is the um, this is the one. It looks like the uh, uh, I can't remember. Then it looks like a little house, like a a hut in the woods. Uh, Yes. With chicken legs. Yeah. With a hubba wubba or what's it called? Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Yeah. I knew I could. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the name of that pedal. And actually, uh, I, I just had the craziest experience with this pedal. Um, I woke up one morning, looked at my Instagram feed and one of uh, a musician locally here who plays in this band called Cortez had posted. I'm I'm so excited about my new Baba Yaga. <laughs> and I was like. Well, that's not my pedal. Uh, huh. And it turned out that there was a guy who was building a pedal just like we just happened to use the same name. And I, I knew this was going to happen at some point because it's it's a great name. Like and it's a great. Do you guys know the story of Baba Yaga, like the Russian uh, folklore? No. no. Oh, she's she's this awesome kind of reoccurring character in uh, Russian folklore. And she's she's a, a witch. And sometimes she helps you and sometimes she doesn't. And she rides around in this mortar and pestle. And it's oh, it's wild. just this great mythology. Um, and it turns out that, uh, a guy who runs, shout out to occult effects, uh, it's, he runs it out of Columbus, Ohio, ironically enough. Really? And yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's just starting out, but, um, and we ended up at the same place calling it this pedal cause we both love this myth so much. Oh, that's crazy. And I got in touch with him on reverb and we like, turns out he, he used to live in my neighborhood in Boston. And we have like all these, you know, we all know the same people and we came to a great agreement on using the name. And, uh, it was just the, the best possible outcome of a scenario that I was initially like, Oh no, it's happening. You know, this is, this is where I'm going to have to get into some sort of, uh, argument with somebody and, he was just the coolest guy ever. So definitely check out occult effects. He's, he's doing really, really cool stuff. I mean, I swear I learned something every single time. I learn a lot of stuff every single time, which I yeah. love. Well, if you ever do have a naming problem, you could always go with Baba Wawa. Baba Wawa. <laughs> well, another funny, the original version of that, I was using this font that I had found that was a Russian font and I made a bunch of these boxes and then 
several people from Russia got in touch with me and was like, yo, that doesn't say what you think it says. Oh, and oh you're it kidding. Was, <laughs> it was like, I think it said like B R B R Y R Y R. Like the letter just <laughs> happens. <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the history of that pedal and that, that artwork was done by a local artist here who I've, who's done a few uh, pedals for me named Michelle Dugan, who I adore. And, uh, I, I'm hoping to do more work with her in the future as soon as I come up with some more designs. Awesome. That's cool. But, Lots of shout. I like the commu- the communal aspect of your, of your oh man, uh, that's, thing, man. That's, that's what it's all about, man. You gotta I would agree. support each other. But uh, so that's, that's a, uh, that was sort of an exercise in use as many transistors as possible. I don't know if you guys popped the back off that, but there's way more gain stages or way, the, the way the gain stages are arranged, several of them use multiple transistors and it just kind of ends up being this really weird fuzz that I'm enjoying quite a bit. That's the new prototype. Um, hang on real quick. We're going to actually, I, I want to see this. Hang on. Okay. We just took a tiny break just to actually uncork these boxes here because I was really curious and these are extremely tidy really really nicely done i mean even the way the wires are run they're very impressive uniform yeah uh so you wanted us to look at the the mass of transistors in the baba baba yaga yeah baba yaga yeah uh that's the one that jared has in his grubby paws right now uh, Jared, can you let, mind if I thank you real quick here? Be my guest. Yeah, ooh, you got you got some fun ones in there too. The the uh, just the way uh, he's running those wires is you can't get any more. Yeah, neat, super clean, very very nicely done. Yeah. Oh no, I was looking at the uh, the ill omen. We'll get to that in a second. This is all. It's hard to t- it. You know, these aren't color. I mean, painted boxes so that it's all metal and it's all etched and they're they're complex etchings so if you're at arm's length it is less easy to tell what they are but they will stay like that for a long time yeah and only one of them actually has the name of the pedal on the front that's my right. new i'm trying to go with the like oh the artwork is the name of the pedal but i think I'm, that's a good I'm not, oh, all right cool yeah. <laughs> i wasn't completely sold but no i i think it's cool that way um i don't need the name of it on there you know if you want if you put it on the side that wouldn't maybe hurt so much yeah but, um true true uh anyway so we were talking about the baba yaga and that one is that was just a big like it's a distortion machine yeah that, yep. i mean it was just like there's there's so much gain so that there's the gain control i'm making air quotes here is uh-huh. the texture control and there's just there's so much gain even at the lowest setting that i was like i can't call this a gain control it's just it's just different flavors of clipping essentially right and yeah it's the my favorite part of that pedal is the highs the the high control just unlocks all these upper harmonics that it's i don't know that's that's my favorite knob to play with on that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, th- that that one was uh, that one was just it, that was a, that was a lot. That was a lot. That was a wall of distortion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then I, <laughs> the, 
the next one, the next one I picked up. Now, uh, granted, uh, at this point in time, I had my daughters like tr- doing homework and stuff, kind of in the general vicinity, and I always warn them. I say like, "Hey, everybody, I'm going to make some noise," and they're like, "Okay, all right, whatever." Well, I was, as I was mentioning, I I did not have my amp super loud. I was trying to be conscious of them. Um, I plugged in the martyr box, which has uh, the picture of. I th- at first, I thought it was, who's the saint that got shot by all the arrows? I'm trying to remember that. Valentine. Saint- yeah, right. Here. He shot all the arrows. <laughs> no, he got, there's, there's some, there's some, there's some. Old that was quick, man. Saint thing. Yeah. Anyways, uh, there is a, there is a, an un, uh, a man in, in a basket who had something very unfortunate happen to him. Ooh. And he's strapped into a basket. It looks like how they used to like hang the, you know, put the pirates out to dry in the, you know, the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. Um, Not far off. So uh, I had this at noon. I plugged it in, and fortunately, the boost wasn't already engaged. (laughs) (laughs) And I clicked this thing, and I swear, I'm not even joking. It was like the Back to the Future scene. I was like, (laughs) holy hell. Uh, That was so much power in that it was at least, I mean, it was at least five, uh, four, at least four times my volume, um, at at noon. It was incredible, yeah. and then yeah. and then I hit the boost, and that was real fun. Uh, the the buddy gaggle. So we brought this Bazinga. into Tony's shop, and you know, whenever you have something. You ask somebody like, oh, try this thing, try this thing, you know, try, try this food. And you sit there and you're like, you wait and you're like, right, right, right. And you got a big dopey grin on your face. So he's plugging it in and he hits it. And I'm like, hit the boost, hit the boost, hit the boost. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just like, it, it was like a freaking dragster engine. Yeah, it uh, went from, it was, uh, it was incredible. Yeah. It went from well, an AC 15 to an AC 30. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was like AC 60. <laughs> The the funny part about that circuit is it's like it's super, super simple. And um, I initially developed that or, or a similar pedal for a band uh, in Boston, this doom band uh, called Forn, that they wanted a sort of fuzzy overdrive kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the pedal I developed for them is a little bit different than what the Martyr Box turned into. Uh, but it's it's basically just a couple of transistors on each stage. So the, the topology between the two stages is very similar. Um, but it's just two transistors just beating the crap out of each other. And, uh, the boost channel is voiced a little bit brighter just because when you step on a, I don't know, fizzier too, fizzy. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of just shifts the whole frequency spectrum up. You cut your low end a bit and get way more top on it. Yeah. Depending on, I don't know. If you, if you punched amp. in during in, in a live set on that, I mean, it, it's one of those when you get uh, any kind of dual or stack drive and you hit a boost or you hit the you hit it for like, you know, quote unquote solo effect or whatever. It just usually sounds like a little bit more of whatever you're doing. This it gives it a, a, a very different uh, dynamic. Um in it, and I think a very effective way. It's what you want to hear when somebody punches into something. 
that's I mean, that's that's my whole thought. It's like whenever you step on a distortion box, you you want it to be louder, too. You know, yeah. like there's there's nothing worse than when somebody's playing clean and then they step on their distortion channel or on their distortion box and the volume drops. And it's like, no, that's where it's supposed to get heavy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was that was just really incredible. Um, just I uh, instantly texted several people and was like, <laughs> so just a quick note about the artwork on that, that that image is from a book called um, Book of Martyrs, which is where the name the martyr box came from. Right. And that particular image is called Marcus covered in honey. And <laughs> I, I could not resist putting that on a pedal. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's, yeah, I mean, it just. And the way I don't know the way it actually sits on the pedal, I was I was really pumped about how it kind of it's floating right in the center. And it, it I looks don't like know, it was are, custom made for it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's from a book that I I think the book I have is from the 18th century or something yeah. like that. It, it's I mean, yeah. it's just so basically old. being pecked to death. Yep. Yep. That's, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's also worth mentioning. You have really, really lovely little uh, lamps in here. Oh, yeah. That, that really was nice. Big nice. oversized. They're not jeweled, it, it, nope. which is kind of which is kind of cool. I like that. They're um, just big old LEDs. Yeah. Big old LEDs. But they're not. Uh, they're uh, Alchemy Audio just did a, a little. um blurb on this on the socials where they they create a little uh, switch uh he actually put a trim pot on um trying to remember what pedal put a trim pot on the back of the pedal where you could actually dial up or dial down your led because the pedal that he got he, the complaint was that it was too bright i have a couple pedals and i'm like i have to put my hand over it to, to see what i'm doing and what is really nice is that these are big but they're not blinding Right. Like you have to you have to be at a very specific angle to get the full uh, undiffused right. lumens hitting you. And that, that's what I like about them, too, is you can you can dumb down how much current they need uh, because they're so huge. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, and then I think the last the last one that I tore into was the ill omen. Now, yeah. I will say that when um I okay. First of all, I, I I love the artwork on this. It's it's a bunch of ra- what appear to be ravens basically attacking a white dove, which is like <laughs> you know. So I saw this and I was like, based on the last one that I heard, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I in for right now? That's probably the most mellow one I sent you. It it actually well, I wouldn't. <laughs> mellow is not a word that I would <laughs> use to describe any of your work, my friend. Uh, however. It was one that I was so excited about. Uh, I probably played this one the longest. This is, Tony, how did I describe this? Well. This was, this was the last one that we played. Okay. That's with, you mean with the middle switching? Yeah. So, so just for, for those who are, who are um, not, don't have a visual on this right now, there are four knobs. One is gain, one is low, one is high, one is level. There's one foot switch, but there's a itty bitty micro toggle. I like the micro toggles. Yeah. It's a tiny little micro toggle right above the white dove. And that was the magic right there. Like I, I really, 
I did not know what to expect with this, but Tony, I'm, I, give, I'm giving. Okay, I, 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 I'm. I'm t- then I, I then I will tell. I just what? didn't want to be all blabbity blabbity well, blabbity. You are blabbity blabbity. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so here's here's what happened, Brad. I plugged it in. It was. Uh, I think you actually had it set to middle position, but I okay. flipped it over to the left. So I started out left. It's a three-way toggle, everybody. When I plugged it in, it sounded. It sounded like a really great overdrive, like just a really, really juicy overdrive. Uh, again, everything was set at noon. I played and I was like, okay, that sounds sort of actually kind of straightforward. I was imagining something a little, you know, based on what I just heard. Now, granted, I had turned the level down to about three <laughs> because the last time it was it was insane. So uh, I had that level down at about three and they started kind of, finding a, a sound that I liked on it. I was doing, uh, I was playing my Gibson double cutaway that's got dual humbuckers in it. So I pushed up the high a little bit and I actually think I dropped the low just a touch and pushed the gain up a little bit and it started to sound real sweet. And I was like, I like this. Let's see what the toggles do. And then I went to the middle and I was like, I, I mean, my I, I just lit up. I lit up. And then I went all the way to the right immediately just because, like, where is this thing going? And that toggle all to the way right is where I found joy. I'm so glad hearing that, man. Like, that's that's all the way to the right was the setting that I was like, I don't know if people are going to dig this. I don't. I loved it. I'm so glad to hear that. I absolutely loved it. And I couldn't, uh, you know, there's certain things everybody I do not. I know very little. Let me just say that I'm a I'm a bumbling fool in the guitar world. And, you know, sometimes I don't know how to de- how to describe things or, or or I use too many words and too many blah, blah to describe something that Tony would just go, oh, you mean a blank? <laughs> <laughs> so the way that I described it to him and the reason that I got so excited about it, because Okay, we talked about rat pedals. Rat pedals is sort of like you turn it on, it sounds like a rat, you know, pretty much. And they're, and there's sort of a, it's not a, rat pedal isn't a super dynamic sound. It's just a great sound, right? It's, it's a good, it's a good punch, right? Um, what I really loved about this, it's kind of funny. I felt like, an, again, this is the other sound I was looking for if, for my current band. What I heard was my amp and this together. Like I could hear cl- almost clear ringing notes and chords underneath and or over the this layer of really great drive, which was which was a really cool dynamic that I hadn't heard before in any of the pedals that I have. Now Tony was like, I think it's just a low mid high boost. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 there's layers. I can tell. I, it's like, it's like I've got, it's like I've got multiple cabinets. They're all playing something. That's right. Now, you it's, did. It's just got to peel back the layers. It's just a mid boost, not a high boost, and pretty, a treble boost. Yeah. So tell us about this. So it's, that's, that mid range, which is, you're absolutely right. It is, it is work in the mids. Um, but that's the new addition, the newest part of this pedal. Um, this is the fourth version of that, uh, but the it's basically it's a box it's a Baxendall tone stack. Um, it's, which a, it's a what? Baxendall tone stack. 
Uh, Would, elaborate on that pretty please. So it basically it affects your lows and your highs, but it leaves your mids alone. Okay. So if you want a scooped tone, you just kind of pump your lows and your highs up, and then you've got that nice scooped curve. If you want a mid hump, you drop your lows and your highs, and the mids are always in the same place, mm -hmm. um, which is the middle position. Like that's the flat position uh, on in the switch. And then it came about by accident. I was breadboarding this up and I sw I accidentally put two capacitors in the wrong spots. So they were it was mismatched in oh, this wow. way that I, I started playing it and was just like, oh, that sounds great. And that, that ended up being the right setting the all the way to the right was that sort of scooped setting, which really emphasizes your high end. And uh, it, it was a complete accident. And it took me a long time to find because the switch involved is kind of a unique switch. Uh, like mechanically, it's doing something kind of different than what most uh, switches do. Mm -hmm. So it's it just it basically it's a scoop flat or low low midish boost. But it it changed the pedal for me too, man. I had one on my pedal board for a long time that was sort of my low gain boost sound. And once I put that uh, once I put that switch in, the gain just started coming up a little bit more. And I don't know. I I'm really excited that you enjoyed that switch so much, man. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I'm trying to adequately describe it. This is what I'm going to say. It sounded like uh, I had a little bit of clean signal, a rat, and like maybe a, maybe a um, a uh, range master type yeah. situation going on, right on. Tony treble boost. Yeah. So when you say, okay, it, it's funny because then I went back and read the paper that you sent, <laughs> which yep. I, I probably should have read before, but I just <laughs> wanted to play them. Um, the scoop is a very, I'm going to say that's a misleading term. Fair enough. Because when I think of scoop, I think of, you know, that's what mo I want to hear most of like my, you know, thrash metal in or whatever. Right. 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 And, and, and you think of, um, you know, big scooped amplifiers and, and lots of, you know, um, right. and I, quite the opposite. I was playing like big sort of ar arena ringing kind of chords and power chords and that's where i've that dynamic i was hearing the ring specifically i i was doing a chord and you could hear it, it all the dynamic of the chord but in this particular riff that i was playing i then single out two single notes on the low e and i could actually hear them super clear and that's what I got really excited about because it, the kind of the stuff that I play, I, I like to put in those little tiny, you know, uh, sort of pleasantries, if you will, in the middle of big power chords, you know, singling out little things to give it personality. And a lot of times, man, it just gets lost and it gets drowned out. And this absolutely just pulled them right out. It was great. Right on, man. Did you guys try any of these on bass by any chance? No. No. No, but I used, we were doing single coils at my place, and, yep. and you used humbuckers on yours. Yep. And you could definitely, well, I didn't hear uh, Todd's humbuckers, but, um, I mean, you could definitely hear uh, 
I think sometimes the, the in the right position, it was almost maybe too bright on the single coils. Do you think? Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, totally. Because I kept trying to push, and I'm like, no, this is where I had it, and and yeah. I wasn't thinking like, oh wait, he's he's playing a single coil, you know. But yeah. when we put, the, I've got a four way switch on that guitar, so in the fourth position, it's basically a humbucker, um, right in series, and so it it does kind of mimic the the humbucker side of it. Yeah. So yeah, so you could you could, I I kind of got a feel for that, but. Yeah, it's 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 it was a cool pedal. Right on, man. Yeah, really appreciate solid. it. Uh, so, I mean, we've we've kind of thoroughly talked about like the pedals that we have in front of us. You, it's worth mentioning. You know, you have a very specific style about these, and I'm gonna go out on a limb and just kind of say, as somebody who doesn't play Doom rock, yeah. <laughs> right? When you first look at these, that is somewhat the impression you're like, oh, this is probably heavier than what I play, right? Right on. Uh, you know, the the subject matter is a little bit darker. I mean, it's in a metal box. It's, it's like etched, in, you know, all this stuff. I'm like, okay, so this is just going to be, you know, like, oh, right. And, uh, <laughs> man, I, I was so... I was so excited to hear this because it I, I felt like I could hear me playing in this and it it, it was it, these are almost these are almost misleading so people as you're looking at these uh, don't, don't judge, judge a, a book, book by, by its, its cover. cover exactly um, unless you want that book to be none more black then yes grab it <laughs> <laughs> pretty much or if you like being tied up in a basket and coated in honey yeah and Who eaten alive yeah, you know uh, so your your etching is you know that's a it's kind of a, a thing here so uh, walk us through that how how did that all come about so initially i was um when I first started building pedals, I was building it all on perf board and on strip board and on just like the sort of generic, uh, board the, that you can get at radio shack or you can get wherever. Um, and when I started sort of going over to designing circuit boards, I was making them myself, uh, because it was cheaper at the time to just make them yourself. And my circuits were so simple that it didn't require a really complex double-sided board or anything. Um, so I learned how to etch my own circuit boards and one of the ways to do it was using this material called press and peel blue, which is just this special paper that you print onto and then you iron that paper onto the circuit board and drop it in acid and everything that is covered with this paper doesn't etch and then everything that does that isn't etches away um, and after I'd built a few pedals just in bare boxes, I started trying to figure out a way to put control labels and everything on it. And I didn't know how to silkscreen. And most pedals that I know of are silkscreened on or some sort of UV printing now. So yeah. I just thought, might as well try etching them. And it worked. And it took me a long time to figure out how to etch it properly. And I've had a lot of help from guys that have been doing it a lot longer. If I can do one more shout out. Chris at handsome beard etching has been an absolute godsend to me and has been super, super helpful and helped me figure out a bunch of stuff with my etching process. Um, I, I just finished a huge order or the biggest order I've ever, ever worked on. Uh, one of my favorite bands released a pedal and they asked me to etch the pedals for them. And it was a crazy experience, but doing stuff in a big quantity like that, uh, it's 
you end up dealing with all this chemical disposal stuff that uh, was yeah, kind of, of well, it was, it was a scare. Like that was my biggest fear about doing a big order was what do I do with all this residual chemicals? And right. Chris at handsome beard etching just helped me figure out this formula that I could just keep reusing. So I'm standing on the shoulders of giants here and he's, he's been a wonderful, wonderful mentor for me. Killer. Yeah. Uh, are you, uh, do you ever do like color washes on them or, or anything like that? Yeah, I do actually. Every, all, all my petals, you can, you can order a color. If I can find the right spray paint, I'll do basically the sides and the back and the bottom. I'll get a solid color spray paint and then the top gets the same sort of finish, but mm -hmm. you, I sand it back so that you, it's only the etched parts that get filled with the paint. Oh, that's cool. And, Oh, it looks great. It, it, it really does look well. Some colors work better than others, but yeah. yeah. Could you do a plaid one for me? I could try. <laughs> I, could, I, I could totally try my man. Uh, so let's see. We just talked about four pedals, but you obviously have more than that. Can you, why don't you tell us about, um, a couple others? I know that there's one that you can't keep in stock, right? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the lip splitter, which is my ABY box, um, is I, I, I can just they keep every time I buy enough parts to build another batch of them, they all sell out. And it's it's a utilitarian box, but it's got a really nice sounding buffer in it. And I know that's one of those things that a lot of people are like, uh, nice sounding buffer. It's a buffer. It's that's all. <laughs> it does. You know, it doesn't it doesn't add any color or anything, but. Uh, one of my my drummer, who is an engineer at a local studio here, has told me that he frequently will, even if people are just playing through one amp, he'll run it through the lip splitter because the buffer really does, it improves your sound in a lot of cases, you know? Mm. Um, but it's just a simple ABY box with a transformer isolated output that you can do isolation. Well, the transformer is switchable, so you can use it or not use it because... Um, if it's not needed, you don't need to add extra things to your signal path unless you want to. Right. And then there's a ground lift and a polarity reversal. And it's just a super, super simple. It's almost all point to point except for the buffer circuit board, uh, which I'm reconsidering. The more I have to build these, the more I'm thinking, eh, maybe mm -hmm. I put this all on a circuit board because they do take a long time to build. Yeah. But I, I expand those out to four or five channels. And they're, I'm pretty proud of them. I used one, I used the same one on my board in my band for 10 years and wow. never had any problems with it. And now that, that, that same switcher is on my bench as my test one. That's cool. And it and looks rad too. I mean, that's actually like a really cool pedal. I, I do recall the first time that I went to go check your stuff out. I was like, oh, that one, that one looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's got th uh, three different color jewels or not. I keep calling them jewels. They're not jewels. They're not, but they look like jewels. Yeah. They're almost the same size. They're, yeah. they're just big old LEDs. But that was, I was thinking, you know, if you're coming out of your, if you're playing through two amps and you're playing through both at the same time, and then you're coming out of that and going back to a single amp, you want to know which amp you're on. So you kind of need three LEDs yeah. or, or at least one that does two colors, but I can't find those this size LED. Yeah. Uh, and it's got like, uh, three little itty bitty toggles on it too, which who doesn't like an itty bitty toggle? Yeah. Right. 
cool, man. Are you? Uh, do you have plans for any kind of uh, new things in the works? The the main one that's I'm I'm sort of kicking around right now is this uh, dual loop pedal. Not like not looping or anything like that, but it's two effects loops. Mm-hmm. One of them has a high pass filter. One of them has a low pass filter on it. And the idea behind it is oh, that's weird. You can you can sort of you can blend two pedals together in parallel, or you can use one channel as a clean side, and then the other channel as whatever you're doing in the boost. And I'm I'm thinking more for bass players so they can use whatever pedal they want but still retain their low end um so i'm I'm still still working on that design but i'm trying to trying to make the utilitarian pedals like that a little bit sexy you know and like putting cool graphics on them and and uh you've done that successfully (laughs) (laughs) trying to branch out from just the aby but the i mean anybody that's played through two amps before and had those those different all those different colors in their palette just sitting right there with the two amps. It's so much fun. Oh yeah, for sure. So, you know, we're not, we won't go like super deep dive into way backness, but I am curious how you actually got started doing this kind of stuff. So super abbreviated version, uh, in high school, uh, I was, I started playing bass. Um, I got a subscription to Bass Player Magazine. The Jocko uh, biography had just come out. I read that, and I ripped all the frets out of my bass because <laughs> if Jocko can do it, I can do it, right? That's wow. totally logical thinking. <laughs> and then I needed to learn how to fix instruments because I, <laughs> <laughs> I completely destroyed my my PVP bass that I had at the time. Um, and my, my shop yeah oh yeah it was uh, i think it was a milestone two i I have a pv fury i've got a pvt 40 that i will never sell yeah oh no god i love those things but they you know my back does not yeah you um, need a back brace or something for you right (laughs) but uh my my shop teacher my high school like i i figured it out in high school where my senior year i was basically in shop like five times a day because i had just gotten all the requirements done um, and my shop teacher helped me learn how to build a really nice looking guitar that would not play at all. Um, and then I found this school in England that I went to to learn how to build guitars. And they had an electronics course that I just that was where I fell in love with it. And I started building amps as soon as I got home and none of them worked. And then my grandfather helped me out with it a little bit. But it basically was just downsizing from. I want to build guitars. Well, I can't really do that in an, in an apartment. Right. Okay. I want to build amps. Well, I can't really test that in an apartment. You can build pedals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I just got to building pedals and you can do it on a small scale and it's, it's a really fun way to learn. Yeah. And I know how it feels. I was living in a small apartment with my wife and um, we had one spare bedroom and that's where I started uh, experimenting with uh, guitar pickups and that's where yep. I got my start so I I started doing you know 10 set pickup orders in this little room and they were going out to who knows where yep. but uh, yeah that's how I got started as well that's I mean you just you got to build on what you're capable of doing and mm-hmm. I'm I, I build for another company right now as well or just one of their pedals um, and that's a great learning experience and oh yeah it really I like the assembly part of things is is kind of my favorite part i I just like building stuff sure 
I totally understand that. I like doing a pedal every now and again. Um, yeah. It probably takes me about 10 times as long as, as everybody else, but it's fun. It's it's great. And you get, hey, look, guys, we like gear. So if I say, hey, I'm going to buy this pedal, well, I'm going to need some things to buy this pedal. Guess I got to go get more geary things <laughs> yep. and uh that turns into birthday lists and the christmas lists and all that business yep. so the hunt the hunt yeah, is fun just super just, fun yep uh what's your uh, weapon of choice as it were guitar wise right now in the band i'm playing in um i just i had a old all parts jazz body like a jazz bass body Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was out on tour with my band and Warmoth was selling, was doing this like super sale where they had a bunch of really nice necks for next to nothing. And I got a, just like a nice solid jazz bass neck and slapped together a jazz bass that I'm absolutely in love with. And I've never played a jazz bass for any long period of time before. And it's my new baby. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was kind of hoping that the marketing campaign for that was actually next to nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would have been smart. Uh, hey, Wormuth, you missed out on that one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> cool, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for sharing all about your your uh, pedals. I know that there's a lot more story underneath there um, to be had, uh, but this was it was great. I fear I'm going to go out on a limb. I feel like I might have talked too much, but I was just really <laughs> excited about these and I wanted to share it with everybody. No, no. Well, thank you so much for having me, man. This is, this has been a blast and I'm, I'm so, I always, uh, this is the worst joke ever, but like, I'm always excited to hear feedback about my pedals. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst joke ever. And I keep saying it. Yeah. No, it's it's great. Uh, I highly recommend people go out and check these out. And it is worth mentioning. I think you said version. Uh, if you go to Reverb, um, that's where you will quickly see. Wait a minute, that's that one doesn't look like the one that we were just talking about. Yep. Um, so there, you do have evolving versions of these. Uh, I do. Yeah. So if anybody has questions about, like, wait, which version should I get? Maybe you should just send them directly to Nerd Knuckle. Please yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. We're going to move on to our next thingamabob here. And that is, would you rather? Yeah, I thought Tony was going to run the drill real quick. (laughs) Uh, Cool, yes, we got a good one today. Yeah, today's would you rather is, would you rather have a Gibson Sonics or would you rather have an airline guitar? You're loading it again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's describe this for everybody. Yeah. So like your Gibson Sonics is kind of like a fiberglass. You didn't say what the other choice was. Well, an airline guitar, <laughs> like a, an old Supro, like a okay, plasticky. Well, we. Need... <laughs> All right, Tony, help us out. Here. All right. So the Sonics, uh, one of the budget uh, Gibsons cool from the budget, a also known as a cool guitar. Oh, I didn't say budget. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> God, he's so sensitive. Okay. Um, so the uh, the Sonics is a bolt-on neck, uh, less Paul-shaped Gibson. Uh, thinner, thinner. It's thinner. And, and the story behind it is it is a wood core, mm-hmm. and it is uh, it was molded uh, with, with a, a plastic all, all around it. 
so it is, I guess it qualifies as a mostly plastic guitar. Yeah. And then the airline guitars, of course, are... Uh, old plastic molded fiberglass. Yeah, uh, that had a wooden block down. Uh, down Jack the White prefers those. He has well, the Jetson yeah, there's, model. There's been a couple, but there's guys. there are other fiberglass ones. Okay. Uh, which and they're they're you know a lot of people like them and and they're kind of light and so I guess what we're trying to would you rather is you know if you had to choose between two plasticky guitars, Gibson or the other brand, like we'll, we'll call it, a, we'll call it an airline or a Supro. Yeah. Well, you pick it. Well, it's the same one and the same. Yeah, right. Same company. Okay. Yeah. Jared, we haven't heard a lot from you. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with the Supro slash airline that's not Gibson, and I'm gonna tell you why. Why? And because why? they had crazy pickup configurations in those things. Lots of buttons. Super crazy pickup configuration. They were mostly all single coil. Um, who cares? I think that stuff was mostly made in Japan in the 60s, I'm going to say. Right, Tony? What, Supros and Airlines? Yeah. No, those were made in USA. Okay. Yeah. I'm, my mistake. But anyway, it was. It, there was a lot of crazy um, pickup configurations going on. So for that reason, that's the choice I'm making right there. Well, what they, the the pickups in particular on, on a lot of the airlines and Supros were, uh, they looked like humbuckers. Yeah, but, but, but they, they were used, just a little tiny it's single a little coil single inside. coil that takes up half the space. I know. It's yeah, it's it kind of interesting. It looks, you know, it, they made it look like you were getting something for something, you know, when, instead of when you're getting half something of something. With something. <laughs> That's right, you're getting half of something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right. Tony, I'm gonna go with the airline slash Supro, um, only because I think they're they they're in my in my humble opinion, I think they're uh, they're cooler guitars. Yeah, the whole molded fiberglass with the wood block in the middle. Um, I've I've played a number of of them. I've also owned a number of Sonics's before, and uh, those usually haven't made the cut. In you know. They're 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 a decent guitar. Yeah, but I think cool factor. Uh, any of the uh, the airline type guitars. Now I noticed you pulled up an Eastwood airline. Well, that's Th that is that, not a. That's what's coming up. That is in, that in, is uh, not in the reverbs. I'm just saying. Yeah, but that now the Eastwood version is a wood body version. It's not okay. the true fiber. That's more of a higher quality. That's a wood body airline too. Yeah, I'm trying to find one. We'll just guys. put Supro. Here you go. That one can't be. Anyways. <laughs> oh, I almost did it again. Okay, so anyways. So that's what, that, that's what I'm thinking. All right. Uh, Brad. Uh, I'm going to go with the, uh, with the Sonics mm -hmm. purely. Smart. Purely because when I was growing up, uh, one of my favorite bands was this band called Anti-Flag, who are out of oh, Pittsburgh, yeah. I believe. Oh, yeah. And I'm almost positive that the first few times I saw them play, Justin, the singer and guitar player, was playing a Sonics. And I remember being incredibly confused by it because it was a Les Paul that wasn't right. You right. know, there was something. There was something clearly wrong with it. It shrunk a little bit. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a, like a less Paul Tully cast Tully uh, custom. Yeah, yeah exactly. Big guard, but 
so that was my, my first introduction to it just happened to be one of my guitar heroes. So that's, that's the one I would go with. Ah, cool. I mean, the guard is like 45% of the right. front of the guitar. <laughs> yes. Uh, Todd, so, what, what yes. do you think of Todd? That is precisely. So right now I have up a an, an antique uh, white with a black guard and, and zebra humbuckers. Yeah. That yeah. thing looks badass, man. Mm. That is like, that looks like rock and roll to me. Well, I like it. I like mm. it. It does look punk rock. It, yeah, and by rock and roll, I don't mean Aerosmith. I mean like you know, <laughs> yeah, more punk. Yeah, that's a very punk feeling guitar, and I, I, I just I'm drawn to it. I every time I see one at a show, I'm like, ooh, I want to get that. And everybody's like, I'm like, man, it's cool looking. I can make I can make some noise with that. Joan Jett, man. I I totally yeah, but she plays a Melanie maker, but still, yeah. Um, but if she could afford one, she'd get a Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's, yeah, a Sonic and a double cutaway, boom, game over. I like that. That would look okay. cool. That would well, look cool. They don't, they don't, and, make, and here's the thing. They don't make a double I cutaway like, Sonic. I like the Tele Custom, too, a oh, lot. okay. So, I can see like, that, yeah. Y- you get where I'm going? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's switches that's your in flavor. the wrong spot. That's your yeah. flavor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely, that. I, I, that's my flavor. I like it. Uh, and dude, that one's only four ninety nine. Get out of here! Come no, on, it's from. There's eleven used from four ninety nine. That means they got more character. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna this. My egg timer says that this is about done. Um, we just need to uh, just take care of a, a thing or two real quick, Antoine. Well, you know. Um. A lot of people want to know how they might be able to help out and support a podcast. That's so a good yes, thing. These, these people are running to catch a bus, too. So let's... Uh, are they really running to I'm catch a bus? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> hey, slow down. The bus is going to wait for you, man. Don't worry about it. It always does. It does. They want your money. So um, there is a level that you can uh, uh, support so We want to thank our executive producers today. <sighs> See, he won't even let me do it. He won't even let if me do it. If you pick a certain level, you get your name written on the thing. <laughs> yes. Okay, do it. All right, so we would like to thank our executive producers, and there are other levels that you can participate yes, in. Yes, sure. said that. But the thing about the executive producers is... You get your name written on the thing. Red on a thing. It's it's your own catchphrase that you. But it's on the thing that he has to read, and it's written. Yeah, that's I guess like typed. You get your name typed on the thing, so it can yeah. be read on the thing. That's like what you talking about, Wilson. <laughs> that's a valid point. I like that. Okay. All right, so I would like to read in no particular order. Uh, a list of our executive producers, and we would like to thank them for their continued support. Uh, that would include people such as Tom Brazen, hmm. Martin Cliff, David Wolfson, Matt Brammer, Carlos Mancha, hmm. Pete Marshall, Derek Fitzer, Robin Smith, John Daly, Oliver Gonzalez, Sean S., Mason Green, and Chris Kearney. If you'd like to become an executive producer, head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and find out how. Do those things. We really do appreciate it. Thank um, you, guys. And uh, I'm actually working on a couple new uh, ideas to help out the those who are patroning. 
So more to come on that. Uh, we'd also like to remind you that at Reverb.com, you will find a marketplace just for musicians all over the world. You can buy, sell, make offers, and negotiate with complete protection. Whether you're selling from home or if your music gear is your day job, like Brad, <laughs> there are millions of listings online already, and it's free to list yours too. Join the musicians marketplace at Reverb.com. Woohoo! All Parking right, everybody. It's free. Uh, Brad, where can everybody find you at? Um, I am on Instagram at nerd knuckle effects. Uh, I'm on the internet at nerd I'm on Facebook, but I'm not really on it all that much. So it's probably easier just to hit me up on the website or through Instagram. Uh, or if you're wandering around Boston, just start yelling my name real loud and I'll show up. (laughs) (laughs) If you say your name three times. Yeah. Right. Into a mirror. Yes. Yeah. Tony. Uh, yes. If you'd like, uh, information on, uh, custom pick guards, go over to my website, pickguardian.com. Excellent. Good stuff. You can also go to the social medias. All of them. uh, Including that of Instagram. Yes, the Instagrams. (laughs) On the internets. Jared. If you need pickups. cut in. All right. If you need pickups, Jared, J-A-R-E-D, at brandonwoundpickups.com. And uh, Brandon Wound Pickups is my website. If you're looking for anything particular or just want to buy something off the website, Please feel free. It is guaranteed for life. Well, as long as I'm living. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, that's an asterisk on the site. Uh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Have an awesome guitar week. Brad, thank you so much. We Thanks, love your Brad. stuff. Keep making great stuff. Go check out his stuff. Everybody, get guitar stuff. Subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Right on. <laughs> the first one that did that. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.